Operation Confidence proudly presents America's Invisible Heroes radio talk show. Tune in weekly on Sundays, 2 to 3 p.m. Pacific Time with your host, Consuela Mackey, U.S. Army veteran and co-host, Matt Davison, announcer Taylor Marcella and Brooke Gadesi, U.S. Army veteran and entertainment segment host, Charles Whitehead, veterans and legal segment host, attorney, Danielle Sherrod, U.S. Army veterans and lifeline for women veterans, segment host, Martha Elena Varela, veterans and recovery host, Anthony Akinpora, and U.S. Air Force veteran and incarceration to success segment host, Kevin Lewandowski. For more information or to be a guest on our show, email info at operationconfidence.org. Okay, welcome everyone, and thank you for tuning in to Americans Invisible Heroes, a show dedicated to our veterans and their families. Yes, I'm your host, Consuela Mackey, a longtime hairstylist, fashion designer, and the executive director of a grassroots nonprofit organization called Operation Confidence. No, I'm not a veteran, but my heart goes out to our veterans who are our American heroes, especially those veterans who are disabled and may have experienced homelessness. For those who are new to the show, American Invisible Heroes was established to, to provide a platform for our veterans to be able to share their experiences, heartfelt stories, resources, challenges, and accomplishments. Now I'd like to introduce you to our wonderful co-hosts. By the way, Matt Davison, who is usually on it will be on next month. I'm sorry, next Sunday. He's busy writing for a major veterans magazine. But today, as always, we have Charles Whitehead, U.S. Army Reserve veteran and a board member, and also a co-host. We have Taylor Marcella. She's a board member and an announcer. Brooke Gadaski. Yay, Brooke! Welcome back. We missed you. Board member and an announcer. She's been a little under the weather. Martha Farella, U.S. Army veteran and and an advisory board member who has a weekly show called Lifeline for Women Veterans. Then there's Lauren Hammond. Lauren has a weekly segment and it's called Creative Charities, which is the name of her company. And she's a sponsor for Operation Confidence. Yay, thank you, Lauren. And we have Teresa Tong. Teresa's a returning guest and she is the has a nonprofit, over a nonprofit called, she's an outreach specialist for the California phone program. So we welcome, excited to have you here today. And Richard Cook, he's a US Army Special, Special Forces veteran. He has a bi-monthly segment called I Was Once Old. And then lastly, we have our uh, monthly segment host, Anthony Acampora. He's a, the national director for faith-based services, and he has a monthly segment, as mentioned, called Veterans in Recovery. Welcome to you all. And by the way, happy Thanksgiving. Say hello. Happy Thanksgiving. Hello, happy Thanksgiving. everybody. Okay. We're going to start with you, Martha. Take it away, girlfriend. Sure, Connie. Um, today, I'm going to be talking a little bit about some of the issues facing today's female veterans. And I'm gonna reference an article called Feeling Invisible and Disconnected, which was published in the Social Work Today magazine. 
And it's just to really bring attention um, or continue to bring attention about the myriad of underaddressed gender-related concerns that women have from the time in their military that follow them, uh, meant too many of them, unfortunately, after their discharge. Women comprise a growing minority of veterans as more are entering the military, serving their country and being honorably discharged. While the restriction of women being assigned to combat units has been only recently lifted, women have always served in this predominantly male arena, but their roles have expanded over time. The VA now considers women to be the fastest growing group of veterans, but their issues are not discussed as often. Sexual assault during active duty is something that we too often hear. And while the Department of Defense acknowledges that sexual assaults do exist in the military, it is committed to zero tolerance. Um, it continues, unfortunately, to be an underreported crime. In fact, the DOD's annual report for fiscal year 2016 suggested that about two thirds of female service men members did not report their sexual assault. Some of the reasons given included that women wanted to forget about it and move on. Others did not want more people to know about it. And yet still others experienced some sort of shame or embarrassment if they were to speak out. The report also indicates that there were growing percentages of women who did not report MST or the military sexual trauma because they feared reprisals or retaliation from their coworkers and were concerned that their accusations would not be believed. There have been movements by female veterans, such as the Not Invisible movement, to draw attention to the rampant problem of MST. No, nevertheless, their plight is still under-addressed. Organizations such as the Service Women's Action Network released information from their survey that MST is the most prevalent factor affecting women's mental health. Its 2017 survey indicated that female veterans have higher rates of depression and PTSD than civilian women. The report demonstrated that even after leaving the military, as women attempted to access veteran health services, they reported being stressed. To further compound the issues of MST, a report issued by Yale Law School's, women's, Yale Law School's Veterans Legal Services focused on the health consequences that survivors of MST face as they adjust to civilian life. It was noted that claims for veteran benefits for women due to PS PTSD are more often related to MST as compared with rates of combat-related PTSD that men seek. However, women were awarded veteran benefits at lower rates. Women veterans have unique healthcare requirements com compared with their male counterparts. To understand firsthand the similarities and differences, a group of eight women veterans volunteered to discuss this issue with Social Work Today. Their chief complaint was that their battle was designated to fit men, resulting in injuries to their necks, backs, and hips that continue to cause them pain even years later. While health concerns of female veterans reportedly remain their primary issue, the VA hospitals were often unprepared to treat these unique medical con concerns. However, this may be improving for newer veterans. In 2010, the VA published updated guidelines for women's health care that included privacy requirements, as well as training to, pro to providers 
on such topics as contraception, cervical cancer screening, and sexually transmitted infections. For the guidelines to be fully realized, however, it is important for more of these specialized services for women veterans to be made available. The VA estimates that female veterans are at least twice as likely to be homeless as non-veteran women. In addition, women veterans are more apt to be single parents with other issues associated with homelessness that may include unemployment, poor mental and or physical health, and substance use disorders. The 2017 Code of Ethics states that our primary mission is to improve the well-being of others with particular attention to the needs and empowerment of people who are vulnerable. As we rally for the rights of any disenfranchised group, we must seek ways to organize lobby and demand ways to overcome the challenges confronting today's women veterans and make their difficulties visible. visible. So as we have, you've heard us speak more recently about the need to convene, you know, a smaller subgroup of women veterans, um, whether we come together to form an advisory council or just a, a women's support group, um, you, you guys have kind of heard it, me mention, um, and as I quoted um, some recent data from another research project that was done more recently here in California, and we still hear the same messages that women veterans are desperately in need of, you know, free um, mental health services that the VA pro provides, but for whatever reason, the women veterans are not connecting to these services. And if they're free, you know, it sort of baffles me for one to figure out why, why are they not connecting? And then be behind those, we continue to hear, you know, the, the food insecurity and the homelessness issue. Um, so again, it's a, it's a clear indication that women veterans and other veterans, male veterans included, are not connecting to these resources. Many that are free, um, located right inside, you know, many communities, these are free national programs. They're not just unique to any one or two states. So it really just shows the continued need for our group to continue to reach out and to try to find more women veterans, find more veterans that need services and continue to lift their stories and to motivate them to continue um, you know, moving forward with their lives. And so that was something that we wanted to share with you today. If there are any um, women veterans that you guys know or maybe good candidates to help sort of move this movement forward, um, please tell them to email us or email me at martha at operationconfidence.org as we are looking to kind of help fill the gaps. And we hear, um, you know, more the more communities that are involved in these efforts, the more partnership and collaboration, the more veterans we will reach. So wanted to share that. Thank you, Connie, for, for that wonderful article. Oh, it's my pleasure. And that was very powerful too, you know, and of course, let's, let's repeat your email address again, please. Sure. The email address is Martha at operationconfidence.org. M-A-R-T-H-A at operationconfidence.org. Great. Thank you. Hey, Martha, okay. before you go, I'd like to ask a question. Sure. Uh, you said that um, the, there, these services are free, but the women aren't reaching out to it. Um, what are you guys doing to try to, you know, get them? Uh, is there is there a, a push to try to get them to get this stuff? I mean, we're doing it here. 
but um outside yes. of, is there an extra push yeah because so i think charles from from the the work that i've done personally i can see that the biggest difference is the vet to vet peer-to-peer -peer model right yeah. so everything that you mentioned we're doing this group is doing kind of reaching out where we know vets that know other vets and so if we continue to, to to spread the word kind of via word of mouth it's it's a start and it's it's a way for us to you know kind of reach um you know some of those women that are secluded right so we 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 can see that if these programs are free and they're offered at both the VA and in the communities, right? We heard last week about the wonderful um, program at the East uh, East LA Women's Vet Center, and I have personally been there, so I can attest that it is a one-stop shop. Um, these women oftentimes cannot muster up the energy, the courage, the you know, to reach out and even ask for help. So that's one thing, right? And we can say the same for some of our our male vets, right? Whether we're too proud or we're just, we can figure it out on our own um, or kind of a combination of both. We don't know who to ask. We're embarrassed. There's a little bit of shame, you know, and, right. and especially when it comes to the MST, right? You got to relive that every time you talk about it. Right. And so sometimes, you know, veterans choose just to try to deal with it. And so um, those, those are a lot more difficult of situations, right? Because we can't push people to reach out, they reach out when they're ready. But for things like food and shelter, um, you know, basic need items, that's sometimes the 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 way in, right? So if we can reach out to you and we can offer you some free Thanksgiving baskets or some, you know, connect you with programs that offer, you know, gift certificates to Walmart and Target for household items or hygiene items, then that connection is built. And that's where then on the back end, you'll get some of that, you know, that trust to happen and then veterans will reach out to kind of ask more specifically about help with more sensitive issues like their mental health. So right. kind of like what we're seeing, the vet to vet peer to peer model um, definitely is one that I have experienced to work better than others. Cause you know, not to kick the VA, you know, in the head right. or anything like right. that, but know. you know, it's, it's amazing. Like you said, these programs are free. They're, they're offered, you know, at all of the VAs all across the country, but unfortunately, they're just not reaching um, the number of, of veterans, both male and female, that they need to. So we step in and sort of help try to fill the gap. I think by, you put know. out um, ads in like the, in the, the no, local newspapers and things because people will read a newspaper before they'll go out and read some veteran magazine sometimes, you know, and things like that should be, you know, uh, uh, and and you just you know we should uh, hit every area that we can. So yeah, but well, that's what we're trying to do, and we want yeah. your help too. Okay. Yep, and we'll and that's what we're gonna put together like a small you know group um, of us and and inc incorporate others that may. I know Denise had had expressed some interest to come up with those ideas, Charles. Right. Yeah. So yeah. holidays are usually like easy. Um, times to take advantage of right we know that people are extremely um in need during the holidays uh holiday time so we and got lonely too you know come, right coming mm -hmm. around coming down yeah. the pipe you know we've got the thanksgiving holiday the christmas holiday so we we should talk about how we can use social media we can use our website Absolutely. um you know to try to get that information out but it's it's important and again just even the show to give veterans a platform 
um, is also something that we've heard. And that's even just to give them an opportunity to speak and be heard a lot right. of times. It's kind of square. Step one. Yep. Well, Thank Martha, you so much. That Richard, was I just want to point out, I was an EEO surgeon and I had to help the women veterans all the time in that respect. So I'm used to that. Also at the VA, there was ser several types of sexual assaults that was going on. I had to investigate those because I was part of HR security, had to investigate those as well. And pretty much I ended up putting several men away in prison because of that. Wow, so just, that's heavy. Help, just let me know. Yes, yeah, absolutely. we want you on the team. We got, you know, that's important because you have that background. So you, yeah. you're in. <laughs> you just talk yourself right on in. <laughs> I don't, I don't mind helping. <laughs> I don't mind. I love helping. it. Thank you. Yeah, you've always been a good advocate helping out. Thank you. I'm glad to hear that. Thank okay, you. we're moving right along. It's on you, Lauren. I know you have to leave shortly. You muted. There you go. So um, yes, my name is Lauren Hammond and my company is called Creative Charity Auctions. And I raise money for Operation Confidence as well as hundreds of other charities by providing items for their silent live and online auctions. And we do this all throughout the year. And um, I started uh, my first company, which was called Sport Things and More about close to 20 years ago. And I had a former partner at that time. Um, his name was Jay Johnstone and he was a former baseball player who played with the Dodgers, the Angels, the Yankees and, and eight teams all together. And we started a company when he had a school ask if we could raise money for their arts and science program. And at that time I had never been to an auction and we did. Our first, the very first event that we did, we raised over 20,000 for the school. And um, it, I stopped doing everything else. I was in the entertainment business. I had a PR firm and I closed the PR firm to concentrate on building the business. And we did that for about 18 years. But in uh, 2000, the end of 2016, I went out on my own and started creative charity auctions. And um, we've been adding new things to the, uh, we create a lot of our own inventory. We have sports, music, entertainment collectibles. We have art, jewelry, handbags, and lots of travel, both local, domestic, and international. And we're finding right now, a lot of people are traveling or want to buy um, travel out of the country because I think they're so anxious to get away and after all this time. Right. And so we've been doing that. And um, it's been great working with um, Consuela on, on her events and raising money. And we do work with military groups and, and many others. So I'm going to show you um, our, our uh, store. We put a store on our website just about a month ago. And people can go on and when they buy something, they can pick the charity they'd like us to donate to. And if we don't have it on, the, on there, um, I'm going to go um, share the screen, and if they don't, um, if we, if you, um, if there's not something on there that you're interested in, um, you can let us know, and we'd be happy to um, see if we can find it or we create it. And I have a lot of vendors, and I have hundreds of items in my inventory, so not everything is listed here yet, but it will be. We're adding to it um, as we go on. And so um, if there's anything in particular somebody wants, they tell us which charity they'd like us to donate to, and then we will send the charity a check on their behalf. 
And so we will do this any time of the year. And um, we're constantly going to be adding new things. And um, our whole goal is to raise as much as we can. And right now, nonprofits, Operation Confidence, are really in need with since the pandemic and so many have lost money. And so we're there to help them. Going too fast. Raise it, okay. Um, there you go. Here's one that we created. I had found um, a um, photo, uh, a copy of a uh, Maryland's when she was doing her U the USO. And here is the, her passport. And it was it's under Norma Jean DiMaggio. So um, we framed it with a photo of Marilyn and DiMaggio, and it's been a huge seller at the auctions. Wow. And there, there are so many other items that sell well. And, um, you know, we take, if people are looking for anything in particular, we're more than happy to find it for them if we can. And um, so, so let me get back. That's wonderful. So, um, Okay, so we have a lot of wonderful pieces. I, I believe you had one with um, several athletes, Lakers. And we do. We have Lakers, the Dodgers. Um, we have all the sports. This this piece right here of Babe Ruth and Lederig is a limited edition piece. It was taken, um, it's the only color photo of the two of them. And it was mm -hmm. taken um, when Gary gave his retirement speech about being the luckiest man on the face of the earth. So that's, um, we, we did Lou Gehrig's um, record and we've sold um, over 900 of them right now over the last wow. few, several years. Batman and Robin is a huge seller. Mm -hmm. um, so a lot of things just do really well at the auctions and we gear it to the group um, who's going to be attending, um, how much they're paying to attend, if there's a theme. And that's how we gear it when we're actually at a live event. Online auctions we can do any time of the year, and um, if we do an if we do a live event at the beginning of the year, but by the middle or the end of the year, if people are really in need of money, if a nonprofit's in need of money, we can do an online auction for them and help them raise money. So this is something that we offer, and we're so happy to be part of Operation Confidence. We're and so happy to have you too. Give out your contact information, your name, your phone number, and your email address. The, the company is called Creative Charity Auctions, and my email address or the um, website address is creativecharityauctions with an S dot com. And our office number is 818-840-1200. Always repeat it. It's 818-840-1200. Um, zero zero and um, our website again is uh, creative charity auctions.com and so thank okay. you and, and if anybody wants to contact me directly my my email address is lauren l-a-u-r-e-n h at creative charity auctions.com hey, lauren great. i have a question for you yes since you mentioned jay johnstone you know and i remember when he played for the dodgers do you have anything with him? Um, I have, I do have a few things of his, but you know, it's funny when, since we've worked together for so many years um, um, and we were always looking for other things, but I do, I do have some cards that he signed. I, and, just, I just thought that would be like, you know, 
how can you not have something of him you know i do <laughs> i do that's good that's the, yeah. you don't you don't have to show it i just wanted to know because you know it's like jay hey you know you 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 work with jay johnstone i got nothing so that's good. <laughs> now glad. i do have some signs thanks for all right all right take us back to the full screen and you know we want to also acknowledge that uh richard has some beautiful pieces uh of art well, you've talked photography about that. that you're going to have eventually shown on uh has part of your auction as well right yeah uh, yes we, we've talked mm -hmm. about that and i will be putting it on to our online auction as well great thank you for that that's great information thank you and um it was great being on today okay we'll see you next week i will see you next week thank you okay Bye, everyone bye-bye <laughs> take us back <laughs> yeah just stop your share yeah go up to the top stop share Okay, we got to do this again. Just stop your share. Yes, I'm sorry. I'm going. Um, ah. It should be at the very top of your your Zoom. Uh, oh, yeah. Very very top. There. You, well, there you go. You got it. Bye. You're gonna get it. <laughs> bye bye, everyone. Bye, <laughs> bye, bye, sweetheart. Okay, so. Now, uh, Taylor, it's on you, girl. Uh, Teresa is an outreach specialist and has been the California Phones Program for over 20 years. She hails from the island of Hawaii and calls California her home. Helping others has been her source of encouragement and longevity in this field. Prior to COVID, you would find her out in the field at senior facilities and health and cultural fairs in the community. Even though most of her work is done virtually now. She looks forward to the day when she can meet people face to face again. She is excited to be with us today. Kendra is a field operations specialist out of Santa Barbara. On any given day, you may find her at a service center, at a health fair, or helping a customer set up their phone. She has worked for CTAP since 2012 and enjoys the the variety in her job that allows her to drive or video chat around Southern California, meeting new people and helping them gain better communication. Take it away, Teresa. You know, as we're approaching the holidays, it's really important to stay connected with family and friends. So um, Kendra is gonna share with all of you how California Phones is, is bridging that communication gap. Hi, everybody. Thanks, Teresa. Uh, so I'm just going to show you a little presentation. And Teresa and I can both talk about this program uh, for a couple of hours. Well, actually, a couple days. Um, <laughs> but we're going to try to keep it nice and short today. Thank um, you. I'm just going to get this started. There we go. So on your screen, uh, is our program phone number and our web address. And you're going to see it again. But for everybody watching today, if you know somebody who is having difficulty communicating on their phone, write this number down and I'll explain why you wrote it down in just a minute. It's 1-800-806-1191. 
Once again, 1-800-806-1191. And our web address is californiaphones.org and Teresa will show you our, um, our website in just a minute. So who we are, CTAP, the California Telephone Access Program, we have a long history, um, but we started over 40 years ago providing uh, giant TTYs, teletype machines. And over the years, um, we have expanded to where we provide lots of different uh, telecommunications devices for anybody in California who has hearing, vision, speech, mobility, or memory difficulties. And we are a program under the California Public Utilities Commission. Uh, the way we get our funding is through a, a surcharge on your phone bill that says California Relay Services and Communications Devices Fund. So we all pay into this program, uh, just a few pennies a month. And I wanna explain what you get from, from those few pennies. What we do is uh, provide different equipment. So I'm gonna show you a few phones. Um, what we show on the screen is not everything that we provide. Our program has a lot of different equipment for communication, making sure that all Californians have that access is really important. Um, but so for those with difficulty hearing, we provide phones with amplification. So your traditional home phone goes to maybe 15 decibels. That's the measurement of, of sound. These can go up to 50, five, zero. So that's a huge raise in volume that these can give you. But let's say it's not just sound because I can yell at somebody that doesn't mean that they're gonna understand what I say. There's also tone control. So it's adjusting the tone of somebody's voice to make sure that your voice is legible to somebody who has difficulty hearing. As well as those two adjustments on our phones, there's also a speakerphone, a flashing light. So if you can't hear the phone ring, or maybe we have a lot of customers uh, who live in apartments and don't want to disturb their neighbor because our phones can have much louder rings. Um, you can maybe keep the ring low, but have a flashing light. So you have that visual cue and you know that you need to pick up the phone. And then uh, we have a TTY on the screen. That is the type of phone that we started with. So you're not uh, using your hearing you have a uh, someone sort of in the middle, and I'll explain it in the middle in a moment, um, assisting with the conversation. So you see what's being written and you can type back and somebody's going to read what you typed to the other person. And for vision needs, we have big button phones. Uh, so these are about one square inch uh, a piece. And it's available in a black background or a white background, depending on your vision needs. And what's cool about this phone and a couple others is when you're pressing the button to dial, it will say, repeat back to you what you pressed. So if I'm calling somebody, I'll hear it say, one, 
eight one eight five. So I know I'm dialing the correct number. Another thing with this particular phone, let's say I want to call Teresa and I call her all the time. I don't want to dial her number all the time. I just want to press a button and call her a speed dial. What I can do with this one is I can program the speed dial, but I can also record my voice saying Teresa. And then every time I press that speed dial for her, I hear Teresa and I know, okay, right person, it's gonna go through. Um, and also if there's a different language other than English, you can record those digits with any language, uh, which is really, really cool. And then we have a cordless phones uh, if you have difficulty with mobility. So keep that handset with you. Don't race to go answer the phone.